Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. From your Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now with Bob Stalker on 6:30. Edmonton in the Minnesota Wild tonight at the XL Energy Center, the Oilers' final road game of the year. Oscar Clefbaum, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Matt Benny not available for the Oilers. Ryan Suter, Jared Spurgeon not available for the Wild. Second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Chorus uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is outstanding. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. We'll get back to some more texts coming up at around 122, 123. Text us at 630-630 for Log 40. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlog Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlogford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. One of our themes for today with the Sedines announcing that uh, their final three games will be played uh, this week. They're shutting her down at the end of the season. Two class acts. Who have your favorite non-Oilers been, both uh, in the past and currently in the NHL? Give us your response. Text us at 630-630. We head off to our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, who also, by the way, uh, bring you Elliot Friedman. This week, Elliot will be making two appearances on Oilers Now. River Cree Resort Casino has Larry the Cable Guy April 14th, Vince Neal April the 21st, and a guy who many years ago I was told I bore a striking resemblance to. No, not Tom Cruise. George Thurgood. And the Destroyers <laughs> are in town May 7th. And like George, I have been known to drink alone. I can tell you that right now. Uh, George Thurgood. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Elliot Freeman likes that. Elliot, how you doing? I like George Thurgood, too. I'm going to have to look at some pictures, Bob. i got to tell you that I'm not seeing that one. but uh, I will send I'm, you. I'm, I will uh, I, I'm a big George Thurgood guy. so I. I but I, I, I'm going to have to look, go to Google Images for that one. I'll send you a picture from 86, and then I'll send you a picture from 93. Okay. because okay, now I have friends who have suggested, you know, mid-80s is a bit like Tom Cruise, early 90s is a bit like George, unfortunately for the late 90s, and it's a character's name, Big Pussy from The Sopranos. So that tells yeah, you I could, I could see that. I could see that one. I, yeah, that one I can see. I have to. I, I like my bourbon too. So I, uh, you know, I, I'm with you on George Thurgood. But I, I got to tell you, I, I got to look up the pictures to see if there's a resemblance there. Well, there might be a couple on the plane tonight because, uh, as you know, I'm dealing with a, an abscess tooth today, so we're not going to be able to go see uh, my uh, my dentist until uh, after the show tomorrow, so I'm going to have to gut my way through it. Uh, so me and Johnny Walker, if you know what I'm saying. All right. Hey, look, uh, the biggest story in hockey today is the fact that two of the class acts in the NHL, the Sedin brothers, announced their retirement. These guys have been special players for a long time, haven't they? Y- yes, they have. And, uh, you know, I, I think it caught us a bit uh, by surprise. Um, uh, uh, it's starting to filter out that I think some guys have known. Um, I-, I think a couple of their teammates might have known. Um, I-, I think that uh, some guys that they played with who now play in other teams know. I think some guys who played with them on the Swedish 
uh, Olympic or national teams kind of had an idea, but they did a pretty good job of keeping it quiet. Um, as a matter of fact, I was working on it last week for um, the headlines, and you know, a lot of people thought they were coming back, so they did a really good job. I think the most interesting thing is is I had some people tell me. Um, uh, Bob, that they hoped that if, if it was that they were retiring, they would take their time and think about it and not do it so quickly. And I spoke to one of those people this morning, and they were kind of like, yeah, I, I was hoping that maybe we could get them to change their minds. And uh, But, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, you know you've seen a lot of great players in Edmonton. It's very hard to call your shot. Um, you know, Matt Sundin, a guy who knows the Twins really well, you know, he didn't get a chance to write his exit out of Toronto. And you look at all these places around the league, people in all sports, how many great players get a chance to walk away on their own terms? And that's what these guys have allowed themselves to do. They get to walk away on their own terms. You know, it's just a little aside. I just had somebody fire me uh, this text. Uh, today is national, uh, it's World Autism Day, right? Yeah. And the Sedins were heavily involved over yeah. the years as well in the Canucks Autism Network through a connection with Vancouver owner Francesco Accolini. So, Well, you know, I'll tell you something, too. You know, Lawrence Gilman, who used to work as the assistant GM in, in Vancouver and is, is a friend of mine, one of the best stories he tells about the Sedins, and I think this says a lot about them, is not this contract was four times seven, but before they signed one that was five years, six point one million dollars. It was a real bargain uh, for the Canucks at the time. It was they probably left about a million a year on the table, and it was a long negotiation. It was a real battle, and when they got it done, a day or two later, Daniel and Henrik with their wives announced uh, they were donating a million and a half to the Vancouver Children's Hospital. And the thing that Lauren said about that was that you have a lot of negotiations over the years, Bob, where, you know, you say a player will say to you or an agent will say to you, you know what, if you give me this much extra money, I'll buy a box and I'll donate it or I'll do something for charity. He said that during that entire negotiation, the Twins never brought up they were going to do that. The first time the Canucks found out about it was when they announced it. And I think that says a lot about who those guys are. They didn't necessarily say, if you give me extra money, I'll do it to charity. They took what they got, they took the low market, and they still donated it to charity. And I think that says a lot about who those guys are. Yeah, the stories I got told were they did not tip off their own internal media people about their occasional hospital visits, and they just went. (laughs) Yes. Because you do have, and hey, we had a self-promoter in Edmonton who, uh, you know, wanted to, you know, look at me, I'm doing all this. I mean, you do have guys that want everybody to know what they're doing, and then you have mm-hmm. players that have a little bit more subtle approach. Yes, and uh, I prefer the subtle approach, and I think that's a good way of describing them. They were very subtle guys, you know. Um, you know, it's funny, like, you know, Bob, like, what do we equate as toughness sometimes? We equate as toughness, are you going to run over people? Are you going to kill somebody? Sometimes I think toughness is saying, like, you know, I'm going to take your abuse and I'm going to come back at you and I'm not going to give up. And I think in that way, those guys were very tough. Uh, Datsuk and Zetterberg in Detroit were very much the same way. I think in this day and age where there's no fighting anymore and really the hitting is down a lot too, toughness is, 
um, throw your best at me, I'm going to drive through it. And I think those were two of the best at it. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the story I got told, let's go back to the Winnipeg Jets and the WHA, right? Honors Hedberg came to camp one year wanting to learn how to fight. And the, the conversation was, no, 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 we need you on the ice. You don't need to learn how to protect yourself and fight. What, you, what you're doing is already tough by taking all And we're talking the 1970s WHA. I mean, we yes. had uh, you know, Birmingham Bulls and the Bat- That was a rodeo. That was a that was an ugly. I mean, you had guys ripping off Bobby Hall's toupee in one of them. <laughs> I'm serious. Dave Hansen ripped no, off. No, I know. Bobby I remember Hall. that story. It yeah. was awesome stuff, right? So, all right. Hey, Elliot. Speaking of old school versus new school. So, for those of us that you know, I've interviewed probably I think Henrik once uh, over the mm-hmm. years because Jack usually Jack would always uh, he he would specifically find I would always laugh because he'd end up getting Kessler all the time when the orders played the Canucks but Jack does our one road interview for every game but uh, many years ago I know I, I interviewed Henrik and he was a classy guy but let me ask you this of the current players who give me a couple of your favorites to deal with and then your your favorite guys that you grew up uh, as as a fan of the game well, my favorite player growing up was um, was uh, was was Guy Lafleur. Like, uh, and then Gretzky, obviously. I mean, who didn't love Gretzky? Right. But when I was a kid, and I was born in 1970, I loved Guy Lafleur, and I liked Bob Gainey. Like, they were probably my two uh, favorite players um, because at that time, you know, at least weren't even though I grew up in Toronto, at least weren't in the playoffs a lot. So we'd see the Canadians, and you couldn't watch every game at that time, and. Seeing guys like Lafleur was a real treat. So he was probably my favorite growing up. Um, you know, one of the in terms of guys dealing with, he's recently retired. But my favorite guy among the recent guys was Daniel Albertson. I did a lot of Ottawa series, especially when uh, the Maple Leafs again weren't very good, so we didn't have a lot of Toronto playoff games. So I did Ottawa a lot, and Albertson was just phenomenal to deal with he had a, he's a hilarious sense of humor he was unafraid of a tough question if ottawa lost and they suffered a lot of very difficult losses uh he never ran away from the microphone he was i, I just had all the time in the world for him you know current guys you know i, I like dealing with mcdavid a lot i think that his personality is starting to come out a bit more he's not afraid to show it um, you know, I think he's got a bit of an edge to him, and I think that's I think that's really good. I, I don't, I, you know, I, I think that the day of the, um, I think the next generation of hockey player is going to be very different. I don't think they're going to allow their personalities to be squelched, and I think McDavid is is at the tip of that group, and I think he's starting to show himself a bit more, and, and I kind of like that, but. I would say Alfredson among those who retired recently, but I, I, the guy I really like dealing with today is Carlson. I, I, I'm, this has been a very hard year for Carlson on and off the ice, but I, I think he's a pleasure to deal with, and uh, he's also got a bit of that edge to him. And if you ask him a question, you're going to get an honest answer, and I'm a big fan of that. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot then, knowing the connection between those two and knowing yep. that Daniel Alfredson is no longer working for the Ottawa Senators. Yep. Do you believe that that could be a factor in Eric Carlson's decision? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think it's. I think it's going to be a very big factor. Um, you know, Daniel and Eric were very close. Eric stayed with Daniel when Daniel first came over. Uh, I do think that that has had a huge. Uh, uh, Daniel's leaving again has had a huge factor on Eric. Uh, I still think they're very close. Um, you know. Uh, 
I believe that Eric came pretty close to getting traded this year. I, I think the Vegas deal fell apart uh, over the inclusion of Bobby Ryan and what's that going to mean. I think the Sanders have a big decision to make in the offseason. Are they trading Eric Carlson to make the best hockey trade, or are they trading Eric Carlson to, um, you know, remove Bobby Ryan's salary? Um, you know, but the one thing that, you know, I would just say is that you know, he's been through a very tough thing recently that he's still dealing with him and his right. family. And, and you just never know what that's going to mean, Bob. I, I mean, like, does that change anything? I don't know. And I don't want to guess. I'm just saying that because, you know, anytime a family, you know, there's a lot of families out there who've, who've been through something like that, and it, and it can change you. So I don't know what it means. But I think if they are going to trade him, I think the Sanders have to make a decision on what that trade is going to be. And uh, I do think unless something has changed, that's going to be the eventual outcome. All right, Elliot, uh, let's switch focus here to major award winners. Um, have we ever had a year like this year for the heart in the last five or six? Not since I voted. I've been voting, I think, for five years now, Bob, and, and this is the toughest one. There, there's no question about it. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here, like, i got to tell you, like, I went through, we have to vote. Your vote, your ballot has to be in by the time the playoffs start. So basically, we've got ten days. And on the weekend, I started going through my list, and you know, I started going through my heart list. And I've got McKinnon, I've got Hall, I've got Bergeron, I've got Marchand, um, I've got McDavid, I've got Kopitar, I've got Giroux. Um, and I know I'm, I've got Kucherov, um, and I know I'm probably forgetting people. I've got Blake Wheeler, um, and, I, and I know I'm probably forgetting people because I don't have. You're not upsetting in anybody in any Canadian market right now with who you got. <laughs> well, I'll upset them when they see who I vote for. Yeah. Um, but like you know, I mean, I think that like it's it's big, like, and and you know what? And I know that here's where I piss off Edmonton, Bob. I think the playoffs matter. I yeah. think they do. And, um, you know, I, I think guys like, well, Hall looks like he's going to get in now, right? So, yes. you know, that, that helps his case. McKinnon, i got to tell you something. If, if, if Colorado gets in with the injuries they've got and he drives them there, he's yeah. 100% getting my vote. Yep. And I, just and I will tell you. I don't think Bergeron, they're going to get in. I don't think they're well, going to get let's in. Let's see. We don't know. When Bergeron right. got hurt. He was my guy. Yep. Bergeron was number one on my list when he got hurt. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I have a real problem with Marchand, not because I don't think he's a great player, but I, you know, and, and like, I just think that he causes, like, as, as great as he is, I just look at, like, is he hurting Boston by the way he plays? Yep. Like, we talked about the 70s. If this is the 70s, nobody would care. But this is 20. 20 almost and people don't want that way of playing anymore so i don't know I people, elliot we got people that have been on milan lucic for uh -huh. 40 games and we have people that have texted us at 6 30 6 30 by the way elliot friedman's appearance and orders now brought to you by river creek resort casino elliot we have people upset well oh he, he got into it with smith and 
oh, he beat up Tanner Glass. Yeah, way to go, forty. Like, you know, they're they're upset that half of them are mad that he didn't do it thirty games ago, and the other half are mad that he well, he only fought a light heavyweight, Tanner Glass. I mean, that's how sense. That's today's generation. Everybody comments on everything, and it is a. Can we say softer? Are we allowed to use the term softer in terms of how they see things and how they want the game played? But uh, yes, I think that's um, I think that's kind of the way. I don't. I don't. You know what? Like, I just think that this is what I think it is. Is that I don't like. I miss like I miss the hate, Bob. I, I really do. I do. I miss the hate. I do. Like, I do, but we as a society, we don't have the tolerance for injuries anymore. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Part of that, you know, you look at Antipin from Buffalo, and I don't think Scott Hartnell had any desire to do that to him. Like, I think right. that was just a situation that went really badly. But when we see that, we don't have the tolerance for that anymore. And that's the difference. Like, we want tough play, but we can't handle the consequences of tough play. Like, I watched that game on Saturday night between Calgary and Edmonton, and that whole exchange with Lucic and Smith and Tanner Glass, like, like I look at that and I'm like, that was fun to watch. Like, it was hard hockey. It yeah. was tough hockey. The game it woke up. It woke up after that happened. Yes, people were not backing down from each other. I think if you're Milan Lucic, you can be like that and cause problems. So when people say, where has that been? I don't think that's an unfair question. And the other thing, too, is I don't think Milan Lucic can be what he is without being like that. And like you saw, like, aside from Mike Smith and Tanner Glass, none of those Calgary guys want any part of him. Yep, and he still terrifies people. So I you think have been in the booth. some of that. You, you should have been in the booth next to Brian Burke and Ken King. <laughs> oh, I can imagine they must have hated watching that. Oh man, I think Tanner Glass just got himself a one-game con- uh, contract extension for for taking the fight. I mean, I conveniently mentioned that they had Dalton Proud and Luke Gazik on their farm team down in Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, Elliot, uh, can we do something again on Friday since we missed you last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll do Friday, no problem. All right, hey, thanks for your time, Elliot. All right, Bob, take care. You bet. That's Elliot Freeman. When we come back on Oilers Now, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chet. Zach Cassian with two assists and the Oilers' 3 2 loss in Calgary. You'll be back on the line tonight with Mike Camilleri and Anton Slepeshev. Let's go to NHL today, and it's brought to you by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. 
Drew Shamahorn and his staff down at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Back to the studio in Edmonton. Here is Brandon Ulrich. Five more games on tap around the NHL tonight. Toronto hosting Buffalo. The Leafs announced that Travis Dermott doesn't have a broken ankle. He's considered day-to-day. Winnipeg in Ottawa. Dustin Bufflin out tonight for the Jets. The Panthers, they are in a world of hurt. Seven points back of the Devils for a wild-card spot with two games in hand and just five games remaining on their schedule. They host Carolina tonight. Washington in St. Louis. The Capitals a Officially clinched the Metro Division with a 3-1 win over Pittsburgh yesterday. The Blues are a point back of the Avs for a wildcard spot with one game in hand. Scotty Upshall is out for the Blues with a lacerated kidney. The LA Kings hosting the Colorado Avalanche tonight. Big game for both these teams. They are the two wildcard teams right now in the West. The Avs blew a 3-1 lead and lost 4-3 in OT last night against the Ducks. The Kings are a point up on the Avs for the top wildcard spot. The Biggest news of the day, the Canucks, of course, announcing that Henrik and Daniel Sedin will be retiring at the end of the season. Three stars of the week, Vegas sniper William Carlson, the first star. He had three goals, six assists in four games, two shorties as well. Coyotes goaltender Antti Ranta, the second star. Jack Eichel of the Buffalo Sabres named the third star. The Condors lost 6-0 in Ontario on Friday. They rebounded with a 2-1 win on Saturday over San Diego. Safin scored his first AHL goal. Alegia scored the winner of the Condors host Ontario on Wednesday. WHL playoff action tonight. Vancouver and Victoria meet in Game 6. Vancouver leads the Series 3-2. Tyler Benson, a goal and six helpers in five games for Vancouver. Portland and Spokane play Game 6 of their series tonight. Portland up 3-2. Kyler Yamamoto, a goal and two assists in five games for Spokane. And Regina and Swift Current Game 7 tonight. Cameron Hebig has five goals and two assists in six games for Regina as he goes goes up against Stuart Skinner, Withers goaltending prospect. That's NHL Today. Off to a news update with Morgan Smith. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.